Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, October 21st, 2020. Thank you for joining us. Whenever you're listening to this program, it's been a couple days since we last put out an episode because we have a new format. This is our third week doing this Monday, Wednesday, Friday format. Uh, All you get on Mondays really is me rambling away about sports on Wednesdays. uh, We try not to change it up too much. It's the weekly Wednesday weigh-in with the one and only Bill Barnes, and he is here again today. Bill and I actually recorded yesterday on Tuesday, and it was quite uh, quite the journey, we'll say, because, uh, well, I shouldn't say journey, obstacle, because Bill and I had a plan, and as you guys know many times, that plan has changed. Uh, <laughs> he, he is on call all the time for a security job, and sometimes he's called at the last minute to say, hey, we need you here, or hey, we need you there to do this, to do that. I won't go into details, but uh, Bill, uh, with all of his years of experience in law enforcement, is uh, now on call with a security job. That's all I can say. That's all he'll say about it. So I respect his wishes and uh, wish him uh, wish him nothing but the best on his journeys today on Wednesday. Um, but anyway, he contacted me Tuesday morning. We were going to record, and I had worked super late Monday night, uh, as it's pretty pretty late nights on Monday nights at uh, FedEx, and uh, it just Tuesday morning wasn't going to happen. So we we postponed, we delayed a little bit. We were going to record late Tuesday night after work or something like that to get out this episode on the weekly Wednesday Wayne because we really do want to be consistent and have a an episode out with Bill Barnes on Wednesdays. We've had it on Thursdays. We've had it on Saturdays uh, with the delays and everything, but we really want it to be on Wednesdays, the middle of the week, hump day. Uh, it's it's Bill's time slot. He may or may not like the, the phrase, the weekly Wednesday weigh-in, but I'm proud of it, and it's something I want to continue to do. So uh, Bill told me kind of last minute, hey, uh, I got to go somewhere. I'm not going to be able to record until Thursday. I was kind of busy at the moment, and I said, you know what? Bill, the sound may not be there. Let's drop what we're doing right now and do a very quick episode. And uh, he was all about it. We did a quick Zoom call. Bill's sound quality is not that great. Mine mine is better with a microphone I have when he's here or I'm at his place. I bring both microphones, so the sound is much better. My plan in going forward is to get a microphone over to Bill's place so that we can do a, a better Zoom recording. It'll sound better, if you will. So that's the plan. We got to work out the kinks as far as uh, either purchasing a new microphone or perhaps uh, finding other means, if you will. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's the plan. Uh, so in moving forward, I think we'll be able to do some better Zoom calls with Bill Barnes. But bear with us today. It's a little shorter interview than we normally do, but you guys get plenty of Bill Barnes throughout the uh, the month. And it's been, uh, we'll see, man, we're approaching 30 episodes now between Bill and I. 
But anyway, he's here every single Wednesday, or at least every single week, as I like to say. Uh, we, we're trying to put the episodes out Wednesday, and we really wanted to get it out today. Our plan was to talk about Game 1 of the World Series after the Tuesday night uh, Game 1. But uh, again, we didn't get to do that because Bill had to record quick and uh, get moving, and so did I. So Bill and I recorded Tuesday morning, very quick episode here, uh, in, or interview, I should say, coming up with Bill Barnes. Just a heads up, and then moving forward, I think it'll be a little better um, scenario. But that's kind of a, a quick uh, rundown as to what happened with Bill and I. Uh, we recorded before Game 1 of the World Series. I'm recording after Game 1 of the World Series. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers take a one nothing lead in the 2020 World Series over the Tampa Bay Rays with an 8-3 to victory. The Dodgers with 10 hits. The Tampa Bay Rays with 6 hits. Clayton Kershaw, all the scrutiny he's gotten. Uh, over the years and in recent history uh, in the NLCS, he got the win. He pitched six innings, gave up two hits, only one run. It was a home run, but he had eight stri- strikeouts and only one walk. So a pretty good performance from Clayton Kershaw. And uh, other than a couple of runs from Dylan Floro, uh, the Dodger bin looked pretty good and was able to deliver uh, a victory for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So I think Clayton Kershaw, I think he does best, or at least in his performances, I think that first game, kind of when there's not as much pressure. Now, there's always pressure, right? It's the World Series or it's the playoffs. But when he pitches early in a series, I think he does better for some reason. Maybe the tension, maybe, you know, I I, I don't ever want to be the guy that's like, oh, the other team's not good. Or, you know, uh, the, you know he needs to shut him out every time. That, that's just not true. All right, but he, he has had his uh, his bumps along the road there in the playoffs, and we even talked about it recently in the NLCS. But uh, Clayton Kershaw with a pretty good performance. I don't know if we're going to see him again in perhaps Game 5, uh, you know, Game 6, whatever the case may be. But do keep in mind that this World Series is staying along the lines of how it's been in recent years with a Tuesday-Wednesday off on Thursday, then a Friday-Saturday-Sunday for Games 3, 4, and 5, off again on Monday, and then potentially Tuesday, Wednesday game again for game six and seven. So whoever throws game one and probably game two, you will see again for uh, both teams, really, as far as the starting pitchers go. So Dodgers take a one nothing lead uh, in this series. Cody Bellinger got the offense going for the Dodgers with a, a home run in the fourth inning. And that's kind of when all the scoring started right after that. The the Rays uh, picked up a run in the top of the fifth, and then the Dodgers really uh, jumped on it there in the bottom of the fifth with four runs themselves. Uh, just a, a lot of singles. It, it started with a you know a, a fielder's choice there with Max Muncy reaching reaching base, and uh, uh, you know, or excuse me, with uh, Mookie Betts scoring and, and Max Muncy reaching out a fielder's choice, but just kind of small ball, if you will, from the Dodgers there in the fourth inning, kind of doing little things in uh, putting the bat on the ball, and and wouldn't you know it, uh, it, it produced four runs. So a semi-big inning there for the Dodgers with two runs in this fourth with the home run, four in the fifth, and two more in the sixth inning, of course, on uh, on a home run and a uh, a double from Muncie. So a little bit of power there in the sixth inning for the Dodgers. It was the Rays who scored a couple in the seventh inning, but it was just too little, too late for the Tampa Bay Rays who lost game game one. Remember the Rays scored, or, you know, led three games to none in the ALCS then gave up three games in a row and then finally won game seven. So I think they're in for a fight. I, I It could be a sweep. It could be five games. I, I'm thinking maybe not. 
you know, with the, this crazy world, this crazy time we're in in 2020, I think anything can happen. So Bill and I, Bill and I talk about the World Series a little bit here in our interview. Again, it was before Game One, so we kind of give some predict predictions. And uh, Bill definitely talks about the Dodgers and uh, getting through this weekend, being down three games to one. We had a fun conversation about that. We talked a lot about uh, some of the questions we got from Will Tarico, Nick Gonzalez. Uh, we, we did see we have a new fan, a new listener, a fellow umpire, and a young umpire, Denver DeBrill, who is a really up-and-coming college umpire. So hello to Denver uh, from the podcast. And, uh, yeah, just just kind of a quick show with me and Bill, kind of quick hitters, if you will. And it was kind of fun. And, and I do think with his – audio thing. I, I'm going to really try to get a, a microphone to him here the next week or so next time I'm over there. And and I think we're going to be able to record weekly without any issues uh, because we really do want to get this uh, more consistent. And I use that word a lot here on the podcast, consistent, because we want to be consistent, much like umpires, uh, people at our jobs, uh, whatever, whatever the case is. So uh, anyway, that's, that's how things are going. Game two tonight for the Los Angeles Dodgers and Tampa Bay Rays. We'll see what happens if the Dodgers uh, can can uh, pull start to pull away or if the Rays uh, put up a fight and uh, can even up the series should be a lot of fun. Uh, be sure to tune in on uh, what is it on Fox five o'clock. I'll be working, but I'm going to try to watch it late at night after I get to get off work and everything uh, real quick today, guys, I want to talk about a few things before the interview with Bill. Um, you know, if you guys are around people that you just roll your eyes because you're, you're like, Every word out of their mouth, they have to sound like an expert. I, I recently joked with my my friend Fred, Fred over the weekend, uh, Fred Monteblanco. He, he's been on the show a few times. Always great talking with Fred and, and joking and j- giving jabs to each other. And, and I kind of referred to him as the boxing expert because we started to argue or just give our thoughts on boxing, the boxing event from over the weekend. And it was funny. I I just gave Fred the self-proclaimed uh, title of, Hey, you're the expert. Yeah. Everything you say is correct, Fred. You know, none of us have it. None of our opinions matter. It's all yours. You're the only thing that matters. And, you know, he kind of backtracked. was like, Hey, I never, I never said that. Hey, you know, uh, but anyway, he got the best of me because he, he listed on Facebook that his new job was uh, as a boxing ex- expert in Eastvale, California. Thought it was very funny. Touche to you, my, my friend, Fred. Uh, I did see him the next day and we joked about that, laughed about that. So, uh, he uses the term troll a lot. I don't, I don't like that because it's like, you know, this hip new millennial age thing and, or whatever. It's not really uh, my thing, but, uh, him and I do go after each other pretty good. Uh, but, but anyway, it got me thinking about experts. I'm at work now and I try to sit quietly in the break room and and I listen to people talk and I hear people, everyone's arguing about their sports teams and all the, all that they know. And I know better than you. And everyone's got to be this expert. Everyone's got to be this one upper. And I know that I kind of will give my opinions. I think I'm knowledgeable in some areas. I try to take a different approach, a different slant on things. I don't like showboating. I've kind of, I lean towards officials. I, I do have my teams, but I also understand that things happen in games, things happen in competition. So I think I have a little different approach. I am far from an expert. I know how I appreciate sports, how I appreciate my teams, but some people, they they always got to be like this. I don't know. I don't know if it's an, if it's an insecurity thing and Fred, I'm not talking about you anymore. My friend, we've moved on brother. I was all the joking aside. Uh, it just got me thinking. It just got me thinking like, it's not a jab at Fred. It's, it's more of an observation on, on other people in my, like, it doesn't even have to be about sports, but I think you see it a lot in sports. People like 
they get, you can't have a conversation with people without it becoming this, I know more than you contest. And it's like, it's fun to hear different viewpoints and different. I love hearing talk radio about sports. Like when you hear a guest come on and talk about the strategies and, and maybe things that you didn't see or think about, it's not this like, oh, well, that's cool. But, but here's what I think. It's like when there's a debate, that's one thing. When you're debating a subject, some shows are set up that way. But I'm just talking about hanging out with your buddies and even not your buddies. You're just a fly on the wall sometimes. And it's always like this, this expert contest. It's like, dude, you, you, okay, congratulations. You know more. Way to go. Way to go. Your, your certificate's in the mail. And some people you can't have conversations with. Now, do I argue with friends about sports and different things, especially how passionate I am that if you're a Mr. LA fan and you root for a football team halfway across the country, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I do. I argue about that all the time. All right, but it's not like this, I despise you or I I know all, I am the master. I, you know, it's not, that's not, it's more of a fun thing. And maybe some people feel like, oh, when they're talking big about themselves and all that they know, I called it. I hate that I called it guy. I've been saying it all year that, uh, I don't know, the Dodgers were going to win the World Series. Oh, okay, cool. Congratulations. Dude, crystal ball. What else can you tell me? Can you tell me how much money I'm going to make in 2021? I sure would like to know. Can you tell me maybe uh, the winning numbers to a lotto ticket? What else are you so uh, so educated about that, that maybe the rest of us aren't? Can you fill us in on some more prophecies? That would be cool. I, I hate the I, I told you, I called it guy. It's like, it's like okay, dude, congrats. I, I make predictions on this show. I try to say who, who, who I think is going to win games or, or I try to give my analysis of things. Uh, yeah, I hate Baker Mayfield. I'm not going to lie about it. I don't, I don't like how he carries himself. I don't think he's uh, the answer, long-term answer for a franchise at, at the quarterback position. That's just a theory. That's, that's a, I wouldn't say it's a, I think, yeah, he's going to fail eventually. It's not going to be a good ending for Cleveland and Baker Mayfield. Maybe not this year, but I think eventually it's going to crash and burn. I could be wrong about it. But that's just an opinion. That's not like, oh, if you think otherwise, then, oh, man, you're an idiot. No, maybe you think I'm an idiot. I don't care. Oh my goodness. How am I going to sleep at night? Someone thinks my opinion is stupid. Oh, the humanity. Anyway, these are just random things I think about guys. When I start uh, jumping in front of this microphone or during the day, I'm telling you, I write these things down. I'm like, you know what? I think I could ramble for five or 10 minutes on that subject. That's just, yeah, that's just, that's just where I'm at. So yeah, when you talk or argue about sports, you don't have to have this expert opinion because it's an opinion. I got news for you. Many of the expert opinions on television are not so expert. So people out there, you don't get any trophies for having like the best strong opinion. I'm trying to give my opinions more here on sports, current event, politics, belief system. I'm trying to be more aggressive with that stuff. It's harder for me than it maybe sounds because I don't, I'm not one to like talk that much or, or, confrontation or conflict in this and that I like to just kind of mind my own business and do my own thing. But I do think that as part of a show here that it is kind of, it just fits and you got to kind of do those things. You got to have strong opinions. 
All right, but I'm never going to sit here if someone tells me, oh, I think the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl and they don't make the playoffs and I'm going to be like, you're an idiot. No. I might tell you, hey, you're wrong. But I'm not going to be like, I told you so. I told you so. I know more than you. I guessed correctly on something that happened. I guessed and and I got the right answer. Congratulations, Matt. Nobody cares. Just like no one cares about my rambling right now. So let's get to Bill Barnes. Enough of the expert talk. And next, enough of the uh, rambling away as I do. You guys get enough of that on Mondays. You guys tune in on Wednesday for Bill Barnes. So let's get right to it. Again, I apologize for the audio, but I do think uh, Bill makes some funny comments here, as he always does. And we do have some fun conversations regarding the Major League Baseball playoffs, uh, the dictator in, Cal- in California, Gavin Newsom, uh, some more COVID talk. And uh, just just life in general with Bill Barnes. So some great questions to start off from Will Tarico and Nick Gonzalez, two very loyal listeners. So let's get right to it. Without further ado, here is Mr. Bill Barnes. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Okay, it is Wednesday. We're back with Bill Barnes. Actually, it's Tuesday morning. Bill and I are doing a Zoom call. Uh, You guys are hearing this on Wednesday, and it's going to be a rather quick show today because, as we've mentioned before, Bill Barnes is a wanted man and wanted for good reasons. So, Bill, we're going to try to get in a real quick show here. I know you got to head off. Uh, Well, I won't say where you're going, and I got to get to work very soon. So, it's going to be a real quick show. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Um, Just when I thought I was going to have a nice, peaceful day. Um, the bell, the bell, uh, the bell tolls, and I'm off to uh, another luxurious location uh, this afternoon. And you're going to be gone a little while, so we can't really put something out. Uh, we were going to record this morning anyway, but decided against it. And you know, shame on us for delaying it. From now on, we're going to try to record Mondays well, or Tuesdays. You know, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Unlike a lot of slobs out there, we have jobs <laughs> and we have responsibilities. Sometimes the balloon goes up, and you know, we got to jump. That's the way it is today. Well, Bill, I know you love questions. And I want to get get to it right away today. Uh, The first, we're going to start with Coach Tarico. I know he's your favorite. Um, So, Will Tarico had a question for me um, regarding some football stuff between techs. But his question for both you and I, uh, his question was, uh, what are some of the coolest dates you've been on, Bill Barnes? I know I'm putting you on the spot. And by the way, guys, Bill and I haven't rehearsed anything. We're just rapid fire right now. So uh, he, Coach Tarico says, Bill seems like he might have some good ones. So, Bill, if you want some time to think about that, I can answer if you want. I've had a lot of good ones. I, I, I wanted, I'll talk about the one that was interesting, strange, and never expected. How's that? Perfect. Okay. And it was a good one, but it was the one and only. Um, now the question was some of the most interesting dates I've ever had that came from Will. Okay. I'm going to talk, I'm going to bring up one, uh, happened about, uh, eight, nine years ago, uh, internet date. Um, I don't remember the, the, uh, 
<laughs> what, what service it was. But uh, hooked up with online with a young lady, very pretty, very good looking. I thought, wow, you know, this could be good. I was living in Riverside at the time, and I believe she lived in Redding. So we met over at um, a place there off the uh, 10 Freeway uh, restaurant bar type thing. I got there first. I'm sitting there. All of a sudden, this girl comes in, and I'm thinking, wow, not bad. Usually, internet, internet dates are horseshit, but this one looks pretty good. She sits down. We're talking. Things are going real well about 15 minutes into the date. And lo and behold, I said something funny, believe it or not. And she laughed and I, you know, went to grab a, you know, get in a good feel on her leg, you know, like, ha, ha, ha. And I grabbed her, what I thought was her thigh. And I grabbed this, real, I, I touched this really hard object. And I'm thinking, what in the fuck? Well, as it turned out, you know, I asked her, I said, you wearing uh, motorcycle boots tonight? What's the deal? And she goes, oh, um, yeah, I, I, I think I failed to disclose this. Um, I'm a double amputee. And those were her prosthesis that I grabbed. Oh, oh my goodness. And I thought, boy, Bill, you, you know how to pick them, man. This poor girl, you know. And I felt bad, you know. I felt bad not only for me because, you know, I kind of like my women with all their limbs. I know selfish. Wow. I know. Wow, that is selfish. Yes. Very yeah. selfish. And I thought, well, shit, you know, well, let's write it in and see where it goes. Well, we had, you know, we kept having a couple drinks and she told me how this happened. And it was very, very, very unfortunate. I guess when she was a child, her mother put her in bath, scalding bath water and dipped her into the water for punishment when she was two years old up oh. to her thigh oh. and burned her legs. Wow. And she had to have them amputated. And then I, then I felt like a bigger asshole, right? Mm -hmm. Because I had no compassion for this woman, which I did. But, you know, I'm sure there's some legless guys out there that she would have probably ended up better with, unlike me, you know, wow. who was rolling on all twos. But anyway, so she, so she, so she uh, you know, we had a nice date. We said goodnight. And, you know, she said, well, will you call me again? And, I, and I, I couldn't say no. I said yes, and I never did. So, you know, again, I'm the asshole. But that was one of my most interesting ones. Wow, that 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 is an interesting one for sure. Uh, I wasn't sure where that yeah, was going, and then I remembered that you had uh, has said that. So uh, I would say good dates for me. It was a concert. Uh, you know, I'm very boy football game. I was just glad to have Val with me at those events. And so, Will, I, I guess I, I guess Will for me, I like doing surprises. I like doing throwing together a surprise birthday party. For uh, for Valerie, that was fun. Bill, you were there where we all kind of met. I was there, and you you were you you absolutely maimed our friend Mike. <laughs> uh, he had just got shoulder shoulder surgery, and you wore your uh, corduroy tuxedo uh, jacket in. Three sizes too small for you, and you were absolutely liquored up. And you kept grabbing the guy's shoulder. You just had surgery three days earlier. Yes, somebody I thought could harm me very very well. It would yeah, and I could kill me. <laughs> Matt, you are a dumbass. What are you doing? <laughs> I got so caught I've up in another one. That comes okay, I've go got ahead. another one that comes along. That was fun. This was about two years ago. Um, it was an okay date. It was for my birthday. Uh, we went to uh, the, the lady that I was with. Uh, I had known for years. We were much more. We were better friends than we were boyfriend girlfriend. We just never worked it out. We just had 
we just there was no real chemistry there but we went to this concert it was the group chicago and it was at the greek theater oh uh, a couple oh. years ago and we were there and we had good seats and you know there was a lot of celebrities there you know i saw um the gm the former gm for the dodgers who's now their their uh, uh does their does some uh, tv commentary for them his name escapes me right now he was there saw a couple other folks um and then i looked down at the stage and walking in front of the stage was uh robert kennedy jr bobby kennedy jr with what i assumed was his daughter because young girl <laughs> and as they're walking by i thought wow bobby kennedy in la i go brings back memories of uh, 1968 at the ambassador hotel and i said to the girl i was with i said hey that's bobby kennedy jr i said should we go ask him to go have a drink with us at the coconut grove and the ambassador to relive old times from when his old man got killed bill and you're cold she looked at me like i was the biggest asshole which i was jackass yeah. statement but again you know uh me being a comedian you know took, took center stage of being a decent guy that's so, what you do but that was a fun fun uh, good good concert they played you know they hadn't missed a beat in 50 years chicago really good uh Really good, good songs, good time. I've actually been to that same concert at the Greek also, Chicago at the Greek. Outstanding setup, outstanding show. Uh, absolutely, Bill. Yeah, Bobby Kennedy Jr. wasn't there, but, uh, you know, maybe next time I'll see him there. Uh, <laughs> or maybe, uh, maybe, maybe one of Biggie Smalls' kids was there. You could have uh, asked him to go to a, a rap concert and relive his uh, old man's uh, ordeal, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you what, Will Tarico, we're going to put some thought into the, these questions some more. Maybe next week we'll have some more for you, uh, some more answers, but we're kind of doing this last minute. So those are a few. Hopefully that answers a question. You know, Bill, who we're, we're, basically, we're basically pulling this out of our asses. Oh, man, we, we are going. Right. Yeah. When, when Bill Barnes gets the call to go, I try to drop everything. I, I, oh, man. Anyway, uh, you know who's listening to the show, Bill? Uh, a nice young umpire, Denver DeBrill. Um, he, he commented to me on uh, social media. He says, man, I always appreciate the good laughs. Uh, I, I love listening to Bill Barnes. He's, he's hilarious. Tell him I said ho hello. Uh, so you got a new listener in Denver DeBrill, a young well, up You know, Denver, Denver DeBrill, like, I love the guy, man. We worked some uh, big, big games, big, big D3 games over at, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Pavona Pisser or, or, or Claremont Mud or one of those uh, powerhouses a couple years ago. Yeah, and I thought, oh, the guy's quiet. He's kind of unassuming, and you know, quiet young guy, and, and taking it all in. So after the game, we went over. We had a drink over at uh, uh, one of the the, the uh, uh, watering holes there in Upland, and man, it was it was like night and day. A whole a whole a whole um, human being, uh, um, you know, guy came out of his shell. I yeah, thought, holy shit, this guy's great. I think we're all a little yeah. different after after we get off the field and uh, maybe go have a refreshment, right? Most of us, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm the same even keel asshole the whole time. Yeah, I don't yeah. <laughs> that is true in every situation. You're consistent. Uh, well, Denver's a good a good umpire. He's got a good future ahead of him, and uh, I, I enjoyed my time with him. And he's one. He's one reason. He's one of the reasons that I retired because there's a lot of good young guys coming up and there's just no room for an old fossil like me anymore. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Denver's a great umpire. He's got a bright future. I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, anyway, we have another question here. 
two questions from Nick Gonzalez. I can answer the first one. I'll leave the second one to you, Bill, because unless you want to chime in, because the second one relates to the Dodgers, and that'll kind of transition us into uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers as we get through these okay. questions here. First question from Nick Gonzalez. I was fortunate enough to see Car- Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray play a game his senior year of high school when I was living in Texas. He was hands down the best player on the field. I've never seen a guy at his size dominate both running and throwing the ball. Do you think he will be able to stay healthy and become the franchise quarterback the Cardinals are hoping for? Well, Nick, in my opinion, I think Kyler Murray has a lot of good things about him. Uh, He is a a smaller guy. He runs a lot, which is something I'm not always a fan of, but he seems to do it uh, pretty smart. He he doesn't take hits. His first year, he was taking a lot of hits in the pocket and everything. Uh, He throws the ball very well. And with that new offense with Cliff Kingsbury, I think it's it's a good marriage. So I think time will tell. I think if I had to say now, yeah, he's going to be the franchise quarterback for them. I don't think he'll be an MVP or anything, but I think he'll do great things. Bill, any comments on that, or do you want to get to the other question? Agree. They they showed a clip of him last night on the game. I tuned in for a few seconds and happened to see uh, some um, uh, of his play in high school, and and I think he's, you know, what the NFL is going to now. You know, the versatile running, passing, uh, all the above quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he's right there. He puts that bill. Yeah, I think if you could pressure him up up front because he's a shorter guy, he could have trouble. But he seems to be to moving around, and, and that's a good thing. Cardinals are off to a good start. So, yeah, Nick, I think he, he'll do he, – he's going to be okay. Not an MVP probably, but going to do great things. Okay, Bill, question two, and this is right up your alley, uh, regarding the Dodgers. Has Kenley Jansen earned back his closer spot or at the very least become a viable late game option option after his game five and game six performance against the Atlanta Braves? Go right ahead, Bill. Great question. Um, I don't think so. To be honest with you, no, uh, the world series is no time for experiments. Um, I thought Julio Urias did a fantastic job. I liked the Gatterall. Um, if you've got a four-run lead or more, or you're down more than four, um, it's basically known as mop-up time. And I think Kenley's uh, the mop-up guy for the World Series. Um, I don't want to roll the dice in the World Series with him. I will say this very quickly. I put a post on Facebook uh, this morning regarding the uh, World Series of the whole season, baseball season. I basically... Uh, everybody's all excited about the Dodgers. They're going to win the World Series, blah, blah, blah. And once again, I was wrong. I had them, I had them out of it last week this time, and I was duly humbled, and they're back in it. Congratulations to them. However, I will, I will say this. This season was a 60-game season. Usually, you have 162 games, okay? So with that mindset, with that amount of games, you do have a expanded playoff. You have a more of a uh, expanded playoff system, more games. Still, I would say this. Whoever wins the World Series, there should be a huge asterisk by this. It's the equivalent of you winning a game after three innings with a rain delay. You got a rain, rain delay win after three innings. That's part one. Part two, I've already said the asterisk. Part three, you know when you win the World Series ring, it's usually the size of a fucking asterisk. Okay, these big, huge, gargantuan rings. This year's ring should be a pinky ring. Yeah, I I hear you, Bill. Now I was blown up. People were 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 basically calling me everything but a white man on <laughs> Facebook this morning when I gave that um, 
uh, equivalent to the season. They said, you know, go away, Bill Barnes. You know, your, your incoherent rant is not welcomed here, blah, blah, blah. And that's fine. That's fine. That's why, that's why you know, we live in a place called the United States. We can do anything we want, including smoke crack and leave kitty porn on our, on our emails and, and get away with it if you're, if you're Hunter Biden, you know. So and I, that's my one little jab at him. Wow. So with that said, that, that's my, that's my um, excitement about the World Series. I don't think it's going to be a true reflection of how the season would have went. Would the Dodgers have won it? Maybe. Would, would Tampa Bay have been there? I doubt it. Um, so, you know, lucky, good, good for Tampa being there. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill, I'll say this, though. It's the two best teams in the American and National League as far as the records go. You know, everyone played After 60 games. Game. Yeah, yeah, huh? Oh. After 60 games. Yeah, okay. And, and let me counter your argument here. We're both umpire guys. Are you telling mm-hmm. me that the umpires selected to work the World Series, that they shouldn't be proud of being selected for the World Series? They should get smaller rings? Well, their rings are, are, are usually adequate anyway. They're not the big gargantuan uh, you know, <laughs> uh, rocks that the players want to get. I mean, those, I mean, I've seen a World Series ring, and I, I own a couple of them from, from the, my college days, and I can wear them anywhere and not look like some you know, freak. And yeah. their rings are very nice. Mm-hmm. So their rings should be the same size they are every year because they're, they're, they're quite adequate. They're size appropriate. Um, I don't, uh, I believe that the umpires selected this year are every one of them from top to bottom are absolutely deserving. Um, you know, I mean, I've got a very, one of the guys working game one tonight, a friend of mine and, and I'm glad I'm happy for him. And I texted him uh, yesterday and said, Hey, I don't think you're going to have a day off because I don't think the, the series is going to go seven. The only way he would not work if there's a game seven, the way the rotation works. <laughs> so he, uh, he, he, he said thank you and I know he's probably you know working on his timing as we speak he's laying on the bed throwing a a rolled up sock (laughs) and working on his timing right now as is Gooch and and Bill Miller and the rest of those guys which are all deserving congratulations a huge congrats to those guys some of them work in their um, you know multiple world series but I I know this is an asterisk season but I, I still think Someone's got to win it. And yeah, we can roll our eyes and say, oh, well, you know, that year 2020 when Tampa Bay won or that year 2020 when the Dodgers finally won. Like, yeah. Well, 1981, and 1981 was a shortened season too. I mean, I don't think you were born yet, were you? No. 81? Okay. 1981, when the Dodgers beat the Yankees, I think it, it was a shortened season. And uh, nobody says shit about that now. They think it's one of the greatest seasons in the world. They were down, they were down love too and came back and won four straight. And, um, you know, Jay Johnstone, rest his soul, had a big home run in that series. And, um, you know, they won it. It's Steve, Steve Yeager, Pedro Guerrero, and I believe Ron Say, I want to say, were the tri-MVPs of that, uh, of that, uh, that team. Yeah, it sounds, sounds about yeah. right. Well, it's been since 88. Dodgers have been very close. Three out of the last four years. Now they're in the World Series. And I got to tell you, Bill, um, you know, Thursday night when they lost game four, uh, excuse me, game, yeah, game four to go down three to one. I think you, me, everyone wrote them off and said uh, they got to win three in a row now. I mean, the Astros were in the middle of coming back from this 3-0 deficit. They won three in a row to force a game seven. Uh, and then they lost which in game seven, which is crazy that so many, so many LA fans, I'm sure, are happy about that, as is all of baseball. But the Dodgers winning three in a row, Friday night, pretty 
dramatic fashion. Saturday, they pretty much controlled. Bueller pitched great. And then game seven, anything can happen. What, what were your thoughts on watching the, the Dodgers over the weekend three days in a row? Well, I thought, I thought uh, uh, you know, that uh, Bellinger was an idiot the way he came in and threw his, popped his shoulder out for celebration. Purposes. Very, very, very fitting, I think. Yeah, you know, come on, dude, really? I go, you, if you go 0 for 22 in the World Series this year, or this Again. <laughs> week, yeah, if you go 0 for 24, and, and you know what? It's your own fucking fault, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, we're not supposed to be, we're supposed to be distancing anyway, and you guys are, you know, jumping around like you won the, the uh, you know, seventh game of the playoffs, so, uh, which you did, congratulations. <laughs> My point is, is you know what? Be smart about it. I mean, that's, that, that almost reminds me of when the Angels jumped on, uh, what was his name? Their, their stud first baseman um, back, I think, about 2010. He had a game-winning home run, and they all piled on him at the at home plate when he scored the winning run. And they broke his fucking leg, and he was never right ever again. You know? So keep your hands to yourself, people. <laughs> you know? Do a little high five. Don't, don't, don't get stupid. Well, we've seen this evolution. We've seen this evolution of celebrations over the years, and we live in this age. Well, let's do what you want, feel good, you know, uh, cool, different, hip, new celebrations. I, I just, I hate it, Bill. His little bat flip too. That, that, everyone's gonna say, "Oh, you're just an old man, Matt." Well, uh, dude, come on. I know you hit the game, the go-ahead home run late, but you stare at it, you bat flip it. I mean, I think there'll be some re- repercussions for that next year. Uh, I just think this over emotion now in big is overly emotional. It's in every fucking sport. Every sport, yes. You know, a guy makes an interception. You're paid to intercept the ball. You don't need to run into the end zone and pretend you scored a touchdown and have your eleven teammates come out and and run around like a bunch of fucking idiots. All right, act like you've been there before. No doubt. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, god damn. I mean, back in when I got a when when. When, when, when I got a radio call to go take a, a, a burger report, do you think I was jumping around and, and having fun and, and yelling and screaming and, and acting like, you know, <laughs> I was the only cop in the world that got a burger report? Hell no. <laughs> you know, you did your job and you went on your merry way. No doubt Come about on. it. Well, it's just, it's, it's worship these days. All these, uh, you know, it's a social media age and, oh, everyone wants, it's, it's just stupid. I mean, I, and, and I thought it was, I chuckled when I saw that he got injured during the celebration. I'm like, well, there you go. There, you know, there you go. This yeah, they say he's okay. Just a little sore. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if he doesn't go, if he doesn't hit 300 in this world series, if he, if he draws the, draws the collar a couple of games in a row, they're going to point back to that. And they're going to say, you dumbass. Exactly. And Bill, I think going into, especially those final three games, the storyline was definitely the Dodgers bullpen. Like the Dodgers just can't uh, deliver good pitching, but you know, I got to hand it to them. They, they really did uh, Friday, Saturday, Bueller had a great performance Saturday. He got out of a lot of the jams and the Dodgers bullpen, you mentioned Urias uh, was really the storyline. They had some great pitching late over those last three games. I mean, game seven, the, the Braves ran themselves out of that one inning with that weird yeah, double that play. But, oh, my was, goodness. And, and, and you know what? What a waste it was to start uh, the redheaded Bozo, the clown guy. <laughs> because what, what, he gave him one inning, and he was shocked. Mm-hmm. He was a mental patient out there. He couldn't find the fucking strike zone. That's a guy that really needs to grow up. And the first thing he needs to do is cut his fucking hair. Okay? <laughs> come, back to, come back into reality. You look like... You look like 
Carrot Top's, uh, you know, older idiot or younger idiotic brother with that mop. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Honestly, did you think the Dodgers, at what point did you think the Dodgers could come back? Was it not until Sunday or did you think they had a shot to win three in a row? No, never. Not a, not a chance. Mm-hmm. Not a chance. Not a chance. When they got, when they were, not until they tied it up 3-3 three, three, and uh, honestly, until um, uh, Kiki Hernandez tied it up with that home run that I thought they had, that, that, well, maybe they were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and, and what can you say about, let's talk about the Atlanta Braves and Atlanta sports for that matter. The Atlanta Braves, this is a pretty bad choke job. Um, I believe, well, except for game six, they, I mean, they led most of the games and, uh, and just an ultimate choke job. I mean, all this suffering the Atlanta Braves have done, they had won the world series championship uh, title in, in the nineties and had some playoff success, but couldn't quite get it done. This is just another collapse by the Atlanta Braves when I think their fan base thought they were, they were finally going to get there. What are your thoughts on the collapse by Atlanta? Well, they've, they've been a collapse even when they were winning. I mean, they, they only won one World Series in all of those great years mm-hmm. with Bobby Cox at the helm and Schmoltz and uh, Larry, Larry Jones. Uh, Larry, yeah. uh, Larry, Larry, uh, Chipper. Larry Chipper Jones, yeah. um, and those guys. I mean, they only won one. Yeah, you know, they were they were at the uh, you know they they had the door kicked in many times, but couldn't couldn't you know get it you know reach the uh, threshold and um, you know same old shit. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, they choked. Uh, you know, who would have thought the Atlanta Falcons were the only Atlanta team to win over the weekend? Uh, Georgia team. Well, and what, what we have coming up now is very interesting. We are either going to have the uh, the uh, world champions in both baseball and basketball, or baseball and hockey. Yeah, I didn't think on who wins. Yeah, well, that's why they pay me the big money. Yeah, and then hopefully either a team from Tampa Bay or Los Angeles wins the Super Bowl. Well, you can you you can count out the Rams. (laughs) I I I hear what you're saying there. Yeah, count out the Rams. The, the Buccaneers, because of Tom Brady, maybe, even though I thought he was washed up when I saw him earlier in the year, he can still play a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he, just a little bit. It takes time, just takes a little time. Um, well, Bill, we're recording this before game one of the World Series. Uh, game one is, is tonight. Everyone else is hearing us on Wednesday morning, so you know what will ha- have happened Tuesday night. Uh, we won't see Bill until next week. So, Bill, if you could give us a prediction, what do you think? I know you're a big baseball guy. I don't know how closely you've watched the Rays, but what are your thoughts on this Tampa Bay versus L.A. World Series? What do you see going Do- I'm going to go Dodgers in five. Okay. Um, the, win, the win tonight, Kershaw will be his unusual good self in October. <laughs> okay, really? he'll, he'll be fine. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll shut him down. Um, I think they'll do, they'll do well. Um, I think they'll, they'll uh, if they look, if they may lose tomorrow, and then they can probably bang off about three in a row and it'll be over. Yeah. I think there's a lot of LA people that are flying to Dallas. If they can't go to the game themselves, they're there to party kind of for the week. Cause Dallas, you know, is a, is a, a free state, if you will. Unlike this uh, lockdown we have here where you can actually go out and do things in, in, uh, in Dallas is Texas. I should say not Dallas, the state, uh, but in, in Dallas. And 
Um, what are your thoughts on this neutral site World Series, much like a Super Bowl where fans can go um, in one location for a week? Yeah, un- under the circumstances, you know, with this being in a bubble stuff, it goes right along with the other sports. I think it's good. I would not want to see this happen in a normal circumstances. Okay. You're in the right to be have a home, home field advantage. Uh, you're playing for something during the year. I think that, that for the situation now is fine because you're keeping everybody under control. You know, you're giving them the Gavin Newsom effect. Everybody is under my command. You're going to do what I say. Even though there's going to be a, a um, vaccine available, uh, I have to approve it because I don't trust anybody because I'm a power-hungry, egomaniac pile of shit. And, um, you know, so, I, I, again, I think it's a good idea. I hope some Dodger fans. Uh, sorry, I got off on a tangent there about Newsom, but oh, uh, yeah. it's hard not to, Bill. When I saw his his Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, uh, you know, policies come out. I, you know, we talked about last week, so we don't have to e- echo it. But I all about la- I go. Some people are going to follow this to a T because they're terrified and they think, oh, this is this is how I need to do things. I laughed at it all. I go, you got to be kidding me. I don't usually have that many people. Uh, over anyway for Christmas Thanksgiving, but what a what an absolute uh, retard! And I uh, hope- completely completely asshole and I of him. Yeah. Um, you know, he's making, I mean, he's I mean, it's one thing for him to try to control you know this recall because people have signed recalls fifteen times, and he, that son of a bitch is still there. <laughs> um, I really, even though I mean, nobody, and I mean nobody, likes him or thinks he's doing a good job. You know, come the next election, I can't see him ever getting reelected. My only, my only feeling is that he thinks that if Biden gets elected to president, that he may get one of his uh, cabinet spots, mm-hmm. which would be great. If Biden does get elected, which would be bad, it would be great because he'd get that motherfucker out of California. And we'd have the other motherfucker, uh, Kamala Harris, out of California. because She's the vice president. So the, 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 the silver lining of Biden being elected is that he'll clean out all the turds out of this state. Oh, man. I don't, I, work them to watch them. I don't know if and we can. Maybe we can turn their state around. <laughs> Silver lining. Yeah. That's the, oh, man. That's a, uh, yeah, that's a scary thought. Anyway, I mean, there's got to be an advantage to him being president. And the only advantage is he's going to take these California nitwits with him. And hopefully Garcetti. Oh, my God. He could be at the top of the list. Take that woman trapped <laughs> in a man's bottle and get him the fuck out of L.A. I hope that there there are Dodger fans out there who maybe lean a little left and supportive of Newsom and Garcetti or whatever that look at this situation and say, wait a minute, why aren't things open? Why isn't there a limited capacity available at our sporting events in LA specifically for the Dodgers? Fucking, they won't even open up fucking Disneyland for Christ's sake. No. You think they're going to open up a baseball stadium? It's just when Disneyland's been closed for seven months. Bill, you know, how- I, I'd be frightened. If they were giving away free tickets and I had my, I had the whole park to myself, I wouldn't go on any of the rides because I think they're all rusted and broken because they haven't been used. <laughs> Just like these airplanes that are sitting out in the desert. I don't want to get on one of those sons of bitches. I'm afraid the goddamn thing won't fly. We have destroyed our infrastructure, mm-hmm. our machinery, our transportation, and our fucking amusement park rides because of it. <laughs> I don't think there, I don't think there's, there's technicians there at the park that are, that are turning them on every other day to make sure the sons of bitches work. No. Like if you haven't used your washing machine in six months, you know, you might want to fire it up a couple times before you put people on it or you put clothes in your washing machine. Yeah. I like so that. Sense. 
No, absolutely. Bill, you're right. You're, you're dead on today. And I just, I, I cannot, I keep shaking my head. I see all around the country, some of these stadiums have fans in them and some don't. And it's like, wait a minute. It, we live in the Soviet bloc of the United States, which is known as California. Oh. All right. We live in California, the last bastion of communism in the United States of America, right here in this country, in this state. Uh, other states, Florida, Texas, I mean, any southern states, hey, hey, they're fine. They're, 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 go to a ball you know, game, go to a bar, whatever. Right, right, right. And, you know, now COVID, COVID has killed who they're going to kill at the, at the older level, age level. Okay. Now, now it's killing young people. And it's at a very, very, very low percentage. Very low. It's, very time, low. it's, time, it's time we get back to living. Life. Wear your fucking mask. I get it. If you don't feel comfortable, stay home. Climb under your bed and stay there. Or wear a mask. Fine. I get it. That's my I wear thing. A mask. I wear a mask out only because I don't want some goddamn crazy um, hippie yelling at me that I'm not wearing a mask to where I lose my temper and I go over there and I crush their fucking skull. Okay? <laughs> That's why I wear a mask. Because I don't want any conflict. I take yeah. the line of least resistance. I put on the fucking mask and I do what I'm told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's enough's enough. We say it every week, but this is getting really ridiculous. And uh, some things are open, some things are not. It's like, come on, get get with it. And if you are afraid, what do you care? If you're going to hide under your covers at home, what do you care about people outside? You're not going outside anyway. So why are you trying to restrict everyone? Everyone wants to control everybody. It's so ridiculous. Let me live. If you want to stay in the house and make cookies and and and, and watch, you know fucking uh you know the view be my guest that ain't for me <laughs> yeah. right? you're a road dog uh yeah. well, Bill, one one final sports topic uh i i do think um there, there is some sad news to report uh in college football bill i think the mike leach hype is over with i think it's done they lost again on saturday 28 to 14 to texas a&m who's a good team but uh, man, the air raid offense of Mike Leach—they they barely threw for 200 yards. Uh, I think the hype is officially over. I feel bad for Coach Leach. We love him. We've talked about him every week on this show. Uh, I don't know what to say, man. I don't know what to say. Well, two things. Two things. Yeah, the air raid is over overrated. Everybody's gotten in the air raid shelters. They've taken cover, <laughs> and his air raid has not been effective. And B, it's a pandemic year. There's been all kinds of inconsistencies spring programs, summer programs, fall, it, it's fragmented. I mean, I mean, when the king himself, uh, uh, Nick Saban, gets COVID and can't be, I mean, that had to kill him, not being able to be on the sideline for, for practices. He, I'm sure he, you know, he went, he went to the game, no mask up, and he'd have been on his deathbed, he'd have been out there. Yeah. So when it, so it'll get you. It'll get you, but it won't kill you. That's it. That's it. At this point, it's almost like, man, more people get it. It's fine. Cause nothing's going to happen. It's, it's, I mean, it's, shit. people can die of a fucking bee sting. Okay. <laughs> if you don't have your pencil, if you don't have your pencil stick ready to give you a, a fat syringe in your arm and save you. I mean, you can get it. You can die of all kinds of shit. Now, granted, I understand COVID in the very beginning was taking out a lot of folks. Um, and, and that leaves me, and I'm afraid, not that, I, not that I feel this way, but I think there's a lot of people out there that are pissed off at the president 
for him taking such a cavalier attitude about COVID. Uh, a, they're not very, very uh, educated in this. And B, they're listening to too much CNN bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Their minds are being influenced that, that, you know, he's not taking it serious. It's the same. Whether he is or isn't, he has no, you can't control this. No, you know, you can't. It's the same, this doomsday scenario everyone continues to talk about. And, oh, this is dangerous. It's, it's irresponsible. It, unless it's like a, 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 a left-wing protest, then it's okay. Uh, then then yeah. don't worry about your, your guidelines and everything. So uh, right there for me, it's just hypocrisy. And, I, and I'm and, over and it. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, I have not heard one thing. He's, he's, what has he ever said that can help? What has he said? He's always saying, well, if you don't wear your mask, you're going to get sick. Then early on, he said, a mask does no good. Then he said, well, a lot of people, he's just, a, he's like a, a commentator. Yeah. You know what? Put on your fucking stethoscope, get your doctor bag, and, and, and tell us what we need to do to make this shit go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not done that. No. He's not done that. He's always been as a, a commentator. I don't think the... I don't think the fucking guy has put a thermometer under somebody's mouth in, in 40 years. <laughs> okay. He, he's, re, he's, a, he's a book reader. You know what's he's funny? A book reader. I still see people watching the news with like this wide-eyed anticipation, like following like sheep. But what's the news going to tell me today that I have to do? Or I, I was at work and, and knew some news conference was on. I about threw up and uh, made sure that channel was changed. I mean, People still watch the news like it's gospel. I'm like, these are these are flat out lies. Most of the thing, lies and hysteria. Most of the time that you see from the news media, and people buy yes. it. Yes, I mean, these polls. Who are they talking to? I I want to know. You I really see, do. You see thousands and thousands of people, even in, in Newport Beach, Orange County, or or in in Prescott, Arizona, Carson City, Nevada, that are out there in droves supporting Trump. I see Biden talk and there's 14 people there. They're probably scared and staying at home because of COVID. So that's probably the theory is that Biden, well, Biden supporters are that, safer. They say that there's world, there's, there's record breaking lines about people standing in line to register to vote. And they say it's all Biden people. And I call bullshit on that because <laughs> I've seen the pictures of these folks and they're no more Biden supporters than I am. These are middle-class white America motherfuckers that are sick of the bullshit going on in the country. And they want to make sure they get to vote early to suppress this progressive left wing bullshit that is starting to take over. That's my theory on it. Now, I hope I'm right. I'm, I'm very, very uh, uh, cautiously optimistic that in two weeks from today, when the votes are tabulated, that we're going to prevail. However, however, I think it's going to be so close and there's, going to be so much whoever wins or whoever whoever wins is going to take it say yep i won great whoever loses is going to say voter fraud you know voter fraud uh and it's going to get hung up and it may go to the supreme court who knows there may not be a a decided winner until january (laughs) like when gore and bush ran um so you know it may be out of our hands it may be out of our hands did you say white america did you mean red america is that what you meant no, I said, you know, there's, I mean, no, what I said was, no, you heard me right. White America, okay, middle-class whites who okay. are Trump supporters are the ones standing in line. 
to make sure that the bullshit ceases. Just like I'm sure he has, uh, Trump has black, blacks for Trump. So I see that all over. I see Mexicans for Trump, women for Trump. Uh, I see, you know, uh, you know, everybody for Trump. I see that. Yeah, it is. It is. It's blown up everywhere. It's very peaceful too. You don't see any burning a building yeah. or anything at no. these rallies, uh, you know. But the media wants to call him out for for being irresponsible and everything. Anyway, I mean, it reminds me of a situation. You're in a bar, and I know you've been in a bar once or twice in your life, Matt. <laughs> and there's some shit brewing, and you got a couple of guys sitting at a table, and they're quiet. They're not saying shit, but they're taking it all in. Like you know, these motherfuckers, they need to you know check themselves. And finally. Finally, these two quiet guys jump up and just kick the entire bar's ass. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking are Trump supporters right now. They're mm-hmm. laying low. They're not saying shit. They're looking at, at all these democratic cities, getting torched, burned, murder, mayhem, all this bullshit. And they're going, you know what? This is bullshit. I'm not going to say anything, but when it comes time to vote, I'm going to vote completely red. Completely red. Even if I don't know anything about the uh, the person running for for uh, the twenty seventh district uh, uh, water board, they say Republican next to their name, and they could be a complete and utter uh, jackass. Uh, I'm going to vote for him. Well, let me ask you this in closing, Bill, as we're kind of having a quick show today. Uh, speaking yeah. of voting, speaking of the election, um, are you planning to vote in person? I already did. I already voted. Oh, you did? Did you I do voted. the? I already voted. You I already voted. The- I did, I did the mail. I took it to um, one of the mail drop-offs there, and if they if they burn it up, they burn it up. I have no control. What are your What are your uh, thoughts on? I know very, I know I know pers- I know as well as I'm sitting here. My vote for Trump in California. I might as well, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, spit in one hand and wish in the other. It, it, it's not going to mean shit. Of course, but no. I did vote on some of the propositions that I think are asinine, and I hope I have a, a difference there. But uh, no, I vote. I got it done. With. I'm done. I'm one of okay. these. Uh, yeah, I get it. So you don't mind the whole mail-in bo- voting thing? I, I think no. I think it's horseshit. I don't like it at all. But I, I said, you know what? It was, you know, when it was the Romans, I did it. If my vote counts, great. If not, it's 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 nuisance fault. Now I'm, I'm trying I to. Blame something on them. Are I mean they're pushing this mail-in vote? I mean just because of uh, you know the lockdown and everything, but are there mm-hmm. options for people to vote in person still? Or is it you like- You can go vote in person, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but is it, is it like normal where they send you a ballot place or is it gonna be, hey, just go to some random place? Uh, they send you your ballot, they send you, they send you your, your, your polling location. Yeah, I signed up to vote in, per- I, I declined the whole mail-in voting thing and I've still have yet to receive a polling place location. So, uh, if, you know, we only got a few weeks here. And again, yeah. Well, it would state- be the last place that you voted, I think. Well, I re-registered, I changed counties, so I'm, I'm oh, in a new no, county. Yeah, but yeah anyway. well, that's part for the course. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> and so, and again, yeah, my vote's not going to change change anything as far as the president goes. But uh, yeah, some of the props and everything. Plus, it's all right. Like people that don't vote, I never understand that. I'm like, you you don't like. How hard is it? It's not difficult. I guess it's your right to not vote, also. But you know, in other mm-hmm. countries, there is no voting process. So I think it's something no. to be a part of, and everyone should do it. You know, I damn near voted for uh, the, the the guy that was running with Kanye West. I was going to vote that too. <laughs> what a joke this whole fucking thing is. But I said, no, I'm going I'm gonna go with uh with Donald John Trump and, and see where it see where it lands. 
Well, I'm going to get my, uh, my vote in very uh, on, on November 3rd, as early as I got to wake up, I don't care where I got to go, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like the whole mail in thing. I think it's a, a bad idea. Uh, anyway, Bill, any parting thoughts, any words of wisdom as we kind of wrap it up here rather quick, probably about half of our usual show, but still got about 45 minutes in. Well, I think we, we hit it hard and uh, you know, uh, we, we, uh, there's no stuttering. We didn't find, we were trying to search for things to talk about. We attacked who we needed to attack and we, praise do we need to praise and uh whether we do that or whether we don't the world keeps on spinning and uh the sun comes up tomorrow and regardless of what we feel or think shit the shit just keeps happening so yeah oh no doubt about it yeah yeah nothing nothing changes sun sun goes up and down so uh well bill be safe on your 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 journey i will say uh again related to work uh your duty calls man you're a wanted man i don't know what else to say well, it was kind of like that um, yeah, that that uh, song "Secret Agent Man" by Johnny uh, Rivers back <laughs> in the '60s. You know, um, you sipping champagne in London one day, and uh, you know, you know, taking away your name the next in Tahiti. Kind of like that, you know. Are you uh, you going to be in town this weekend, Saturday, by chance? You know, I, I I should be. I don't know what lies ahead for me. Okay. I really don't. Yeah, I mean. I, I live one one you know, one day at a time. You are uh, 24-7 on call, uh, Mr. Bill Barnes. Well, yeah, secret agent man indeed. Well, hopefully I see you Saturday. I know that uh, police officer memorial ride is this weekend, I believe. And uh, I think Val- Yeah, yeah. Is Val going to go down there and and, uh, and uh, hit the pipes on that? Play the pipes, yeah. We're going to hit a hit yeah, few different yeah. bars, raise a glass to some fallen officers, and eventually end up yeah. at Graveside. And Valerie's going to play her bagpipes. So it should be... Should be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to doing that again. So hopefully we see you. Uh, if not, we'll see you sometime this weekend, I'm sure, or next week, yes. whenever. Not, uh, in the words of Angel Hernandez, God willing. <laughs> God willing. God willing. Bill, have a great trip. Come back safe, and we'll hit it hard again next week. We will. I know it was short notice and I know it was a rather short interview, at least compared to most of the ones we do. But thanks again, Bill Barnes, for joining us again on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in, for giving your two cents or in some cases, uh, many more cents uh, than necessary or or whatever the case. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, being consistent and being here on this show weekly. It's so much fun to talk with you. I know a lot of guests probably only listen to this podcast because of you but i'll take it i'll take it either way it's it's fun to be your co-host on wednesdays and to chat with you and kind of uh get things off our chest maybe argue a little and uh just just uh, have a fun conversation so bill safe travels in what you're doing and uh, look forward to chatting with you again next week let's try to record a little earlier maybe monday morning tuesday morning whatever the case is so that we can uh Get this out to the fans, the listeners who uh, who love listening to you guys. And a uh, big thank you to Will Tarico and Nick Gonzalez for sending in some questions. Uh, Bill loves the questions. I hope you guys will send in more questions next week. Not just for Bill, but for me too. I like answering them or at least having some content or some material to talk about. That's always a good time, uh, a good uh, direction to go as well. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you to all of you for listening and for tuning in once again on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in with Bill Barnes. Uh, We wouldn't have it any other way. We're happy to have him. So thanks to Bill and everyone who tuned in today. That will wrap up today's show. I know it was rather quick. 
Bill and I usually go on a long time, but uh, we kind of were uh, cut for time today. So a little shorter show, but I wish everyone the best in the middle of the week here. We are three days in now, or at least starting our third day, and only a couple more days left of the work week. Let's get through it together and... Uh, you know, get into the weekend, home safe for the weekend, as we like to say. I will tell you about our guest now on Friday, and I can promise you it's somebody that a lot of people listening out there have been wanting to hear on this episode, on this podcast, I should say. Uh, we are going to be joined from Rio Hondo Prep, Mr. Ken Drain, on our 100th episode of our podcast here. We did a special tribute to Mr. Ken Drain, the longtime coach at Rio Hondo Prep, uh, head coach, head football coach, head basketball coach. He was an athletic director a very long time. He's been involved with Rio Hondo Prep, uh, for just forever and, and touched so many lives of so many young men has been the, um, the, um, just the example to so many of us who are now older and, and uh, uh, growing up, growing fast ourselves as we are adults. And uh, I can't think of anyone at Rio Hondo Prep who's had more of an impact on so many men than Mr. Ken Drain has. So he has agreed to sit down with me, have a conversation on Zoom, and we're going to knock it out here in the next day or so and get that out to you guys on Friday. So I know a lot of you, a lot of former players listen to the show, a lot of you guys who participated in our tribute to Ken Drain for our 100th episode uh, not too long ago. It was so much fun hearing so many of his former players give a uh, one minute uh, speech with just a one minute message to Ken Drain uh, for his 70th birthday a few months back and uh, just one of our favorite episodes we've done but I'm really excited to sit down with my former coach uh, and a very very big mentor of mine someone that I, I still look up to and so many of us continue to look up to he's going to be joining us on Friday and for those of you who not who are not affiliated with Rio Hondo Prep I encourage you to check this episode out think you'll learn a lot, not just about coaching young men in football and basketball, but for really a consistent message uh, all throughout the years. Again, again, back to that word consistent, um, you know, Ken Drain, the, one of the best things about the, the tribute we did for him was that so many different players from so many different eras, I mean, over 40, 40 years of, of uh, time difference really between players were saying the same messages about Ken Drain. They're still referring to some of his teachings and some of his quotes and, uh, you know, Bible instruction. I mean, it was all, it all came together. It was so fascinating for me to see that uh, people from the class of uh, 1990 were saying the same things that, uh, that, that kids were saying from the year 2018. You know, it was just, it was incredible stuff. And I'm really looking forward to sitting down to talk with uh, Coach Train about uh, his story, really, coming from West Virginia getting into Care Youth League, uh, playing at Rio Prep in one of the first classes, I believe, and then uh, becoming a coach there for so long at Rio and uh, being a big influence on so many young men. All the great things he's done. Uh, we'll talk about some of his interactions with officials, referees and such. Uh, that's always fun. And just uh, what it's like being grandpa, grandpa drain now. I mean, uh, I think it's great stuff. His oldest son, my very good friend, Devin Drain, is a father now. That makes uh, Ken Drain a grandfather. So, so many things to talk about. I'm looking forward to this episode. Can't wait for you guys to hear it on Friday. And I hope you will join us on Friday or at least soon after to check out that episode. I think it, uh, well, I'm hoping it will 
I can pull it together and make it happen. Uh, but I think most of you are going to tune in to hear Mr. Drain, and I can't wait to uh, put that episode out. So be sure to join us on Friday. There's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast, and our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at Yahoo.com. I'll tell you what, if you're interested in sending Mr. Drain a question or some uh, I don't know, just uh, saying a thank you or whatever, anything you want to say. Um, I can read that while I'm talking to Mr. Drain uh, on Friday. Uh, we've already done the tribute to him, but if anybody has a question maybe about his golf game or, you know, uh, what's he doing these days? What's it like uh, coaching in COVID or, or I don't know, whatever, anything you guys want. It's just an idea, much like you send in questions for Bill Barnes. It could just be a hello to Mr. Drain or to myself, whatever. Just some Just some ideas. I'm throwing it out there. We always include our email address in our social media platforms so that you guys have options. There's always a voice message options in the episode notes. There's some links there that will provide that information for you. Uh, however you want to reach out to us on the Get Home podcast, we would love to have you and hear from you just like you hear from us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Get Home Save podcast. Well, that'll wrap up today's weekly Wednesday weigh-in episode with Bill Barnes. That's it from me. I look forward to being back with you on Friday in a fun conversation with Mr. Mr. Ken Drain. But guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or rounded third base, get home safe.